0: You're listening to the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Be sure to follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find out more about Dr. Michelle at drmichellewatson.com. That's drmichellewatson.com. Here now is your host, Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Dad Whisperer. I'm so glad you're joining me again today. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield, welcoming you back to the show. And you know, if you've listened before, that my goal is to equip, educate, empower, and encourage you as dads. You like that? A bunch of ease really with a purpose of another E, engaging your daughter's heart. That's what it's all about here on The Dad Whisperer. And if you're a granddad listening, you're welcome to join the conversation. And if you're a mom, a lot of you are wearing two hats. Some of you are needing to be really mom and dad. And a lot of what we talk about here are things that you can put into action with your sons and your daughters. Well, as you know, I love to start every show with some stories and today we are going to continue in this series from my book, Let's Talk Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters. And I, last time I had my husband, Dr. Ken Canfield, join me. And today he's going to be joining us again. But I want to start first with a story. So, the very first men's conference that I spoke at was back in 2015. So, here I am an enthusiastic, you know woman who goes to this conference because I've been invited to speak and I was the first woman in in at that point in their 19 year history to have a woman speak and I was humbled and honored and excited all at the same time but yet something happened that I hadn't anticipated and that was that not everybody really was excited to have a woman there I felt like in a way Uh, Some of them had a no girls allowed sign on the door and I hadn't anticipated that kind of response, but a friend helped me understand that, you know, he said so many things we've had as men, no longer are guy groups anymore. We've had to let women in. And that really touched my heart because I thought I am not trying to crash your party, but what do I do with this calling that God's given me to speak to men, to help them hear from a woman about what we need and what we think. And, and then to really come together as a team, because really my goal, man, is to whisper. That's why a, a guy called me, Chris Fabry from Moody Bible. He called uh, radio said, you know, you really should be called the dad whisperer because you whisper to us as men. You don't shout to us. And I said, thank you. That's what my goal is. And that's where this name came from. But now let me go back to this conference. So here's What is so funny, I had planned to get up and start my talk by saying, You're probably asking yourselves, what is a woman doing at a conference telling us how to be better men, you know, or better fathers? That was my plan. Here's what actually came out of my mouth You're probably asking yourselves, what is a woman doing here, ruining our conference? (laughs) I actually started laughing myself because that was not what I had planned to say. But it actually kind of broke the tension in the room and, and men began to laugh. Now, the reason I'm telling you that story, men, is you may be actually asking yourself at times that now. If you've asked yourself that, you're not the first one to have said that to me. Of, And even to Ken, they mm-hmm. have said, I don't really get why a woman is telling us how to be a better father. This is really odd. And I'm not so open to it. So I just say, you guys, I would disqualify myself from this assignment to speak to men. Like women don't really speak to men. It's women speaking to women, right? And we know pastors speak to women, but it doesn't tend to be the other way around, women to women. But I have literally said, I don't know what to do with this assignment, man, because God told me in 2010, January, that he wanted me to help turn the hearts of fathers to their children when I was reading in Luke 1 not just their heads, but their hearts. And I know that many of you as dads would disqualify yourselves from being a dad based on mistakes you've done, hidden sin, hidden mistakes, hidden you know backstories, maybe woundedness from your childhood, or you feel like you're making everything worse, not better. But dad, we're all here together on the same team saying, okay, it's a new day. Let's rise up again and say, God, help us step into what you've called us to do because you've given all of us assignments. And if you're a dad, that's your assignment. God is saying, you're gonna be my bridge. You're gonna help represent me to your kids, which means if you need to make amends, make amends. But really at the end of the day, we're all on the same team. And what also I wanna tell you that happened at that conference is there was a two hour break after I spoke and I never left the venue. There was a line of men who were ready to talk, who were ready to ask me questions, many of them about estrangement. That tends to be the most common questions I get is, what do I do there? And the way I say it is there's a bombed out bridge. And those are some of the things we talk about here on the Dad Whisperer podcast. You can also go to you know, iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher and any... You know, any of those platforms to listen to past shows. They're all listed by title. You can see and hear things about rebuilding the bridge to your daughter's heart. And this is really a passion area for me because I want you as dads to never be able to say, Well, I didn't have any information or I didn't have a roadmap to my daughter's heart. Well, I want to help you as dads be equipped to lead in ways you perhaps never were told how to do. And I'm giving you these insider secrets from my planet of Venus that you can take to your planet of Mars because my goal is to equip you to be the dad you want to be and that your daughter needs you to be. Well, dad, if you're ready, put, you know, put the seatbelt on. We're going to take off today. I've invited, like I said, my husband, Dr. Ken Camfield, to join me today as we are going to be talking about the next section of my book. And it's simply, Lead Your Daughter to Look. That can be a really tricky, really hard concept and action for a lot of men. Is how do you lead your daughter to look at more intense issues that are going on under the surface? So Ken and I today are going to be coaching you in how to do just that, so that you can be the leader to help her get to places under the surface where she's hurting us, and you know, or maybe hurting, but it may be being hurt by others, maybe being hurt by you. Because men have consistently said, who better to teach us how to relate to our daughters than a woman? And I I haven't come up with that. They've said that. So I really do humbly come before you and say, thank you for listening. Thank you for partnering together with me so that we can see healthier women rise up in this country because they are endowed with confidence by their dad to be all of who God wants them to be and has made them to be. So if that lines up with you, you're invited back. Ken, you want to say something?
2: Yeah, a couple of things. Now, what we have is a uh A lot of experience here. Not only is Michelle the oldest of four girls in her family, but she's a licensed professional counselor, 25 years. She studied academically. I've even read some of her journal articles that uh, she has written and and definitely these two books. And what I note is with 40 years of mentoring and counseling girls, uh, she's got a lot to say. And being a daughter herself, she's internalized and processed. So what we're going to get in these conversation starters, particularly those leading her to look, is the tried, tested voice of experience. And uh, tell us about the coaching you've done over the last 12 years with dads.
1: Well, that's the ABBA project. So I've been leading dads in groups where we meet once a month for nine months. And it's been awesome to see these men build their competence And build their confidence those go together Mm -hmm. so again ken and i are here coaching you cheering you on championing you saying dad it's okay if you don't think you have what it takes or your dad didn't give you a role model because we are going to teach you what we know so if that lines up with a goal you have we are going to take a quick break and we invite you to come back where we're going to teach you how to
3: lead your daughter to look Are you a dad who has ever desired a deeper connection with your daughter, but haven't known how to go about it? Let's Talk Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters is the very resource you need. Dr. Michelle wrote it with you dads in mind. This book will support you with scripted questions, equip you to decode your daughter, and inspire you with stories of other dads and daughters. Don't wait any longer to be the hero you wanna be, And that your daughter needs you to be. So to let the talking begin, head on over to drmichellewatson.com forward slash books and order your copy today. This book will become a favorite in your fathering toolbox and will give you the answers you've been looking for. That's drmichellewatson.com forward slash books. Now, back to the Dad Whisperer podcast.
1: Welcome back. Well, I love that you just got to hear from Ken right before the break. Ken, thanks for joining me today again. My
2: delight. Let's get this done. (laughs) Let's bring those cookies to the bottom shelf. So what I see in the practical stuff you've done is help men with tidbits of, these are chocolate chip cookies with nuts in them. (laughs) Then you eat this stuff. And guys, your daughter is going to be delighted because you're going to get endowed and fueled up by what Michelle has gleaned over years of experience.
1: So thank you so much, hon. In my book, Let's Talk, Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters, there are five sections where I want you as dads to be equipped to lead. It's lead her to laugh, lead her to love, lead her to look, lead her to lament. And the last one is lead her to listen, where the script is flipped and she asks you questions about your life. And so in each show, we are covering these topics. So you can listen to the series one after one to equip you as a dad, or you can get the book and and that can be an accompanying kind of support for these themes. So here's the thing about leading your daughter to look. I want to tell you a little story from my own life here first is I did not grow up with a model of looking deeper, looking under the surface. You know my dad was raised Catholic it was a lot about ritual it was a lot about expected behavior you know you didn't do how do you feel about that it was just you know my dad was an altar boy in the Catholic church he he did a lot of those steps of what you needed to do to go to confession and and again i i love that he grew up with with that those values but he would even tell you now that things translated into parenting, where it became very rigid then as a father. So here's the thing. In the 70s and 80s, we did not look under the surface, really. Things were just beginning to emerge, I think, where books were coming out about looking deeper. And so here was the thing. In my 20s, you guys, you know, I'm a pastor's daughter, it's post-Bible college, but I was I was a hot mess. I had anxiety, I had depression, I would pick at my scalp, I had such anxiety, I had an eating disorder, I gained 50 pounds. I mean, it was not an easy number of years, and I didn't have a boyfriend. You know, so here's the thing, I felt like a mess anyway, but I, I didn't even have a guy that wanted to marry me. I'm going to weddings, I'm singing in weddings, I'm in weddings, and it's just was this constant sense of what is wrong with me. So here's the deal. I break up with this guy in my late 20s who really made it made it clear all the things he didn't like about me. I had a list of 66 things, if you can believe wow, it, when we broke up 66. once. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Oh. But here's the worst part, Ken. I, we got back together after that. So, okay, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to say there was something going on underneath that led me not only to this man, but made me stay with an abuser, Mm -hmm. mentally, verbally, emotionally abusive. Mm -hmm. So, here's the deal. Things kind of started cracking after the breakup that forced me to get help. And I now look back and say, had I not gone to counseling, Ken... One, I I know I wouldn't be marrying you because Mm -hmm. I would still have issues due to my abuse history with men. Mm -hmm. But really, the truth is I wouldn't have the ministry I have. I wouldn't have the impact I have. And I wouldn't have – I would say – peace inside myself. I don't have a lot of anxiety anymore because I got to roots because you've heard it said what you don't feel can't heal. Mm -hmm. I had to go there, but I needed a guide because I honestly had this unconscious thought that I would get lost in the stuff if I ever went in there myself. So if you're a dad, who wants to help your daughter understand herself better, which may help you also face some things in yourself as you lead her with these scripts in front of you. Those are what are in my book. So that on 60 topics, you can open up conversations thematically, then this really is the book and the conversation for you.
2: Yeah, no, well... Knowing you and knowing your history, Michelle, I see that you've processed these things. And then once you discovered them, you took them to your father and to those that were close to you. And you have motored through a lot of the anxiety and difficulty. But what I see right here is that your vulnerability was the door opener. And dads, this is an opportunity for us to step in. Now, being vulnerable with your daughter doesn't mean you're showing weakness. It means you're being honest and this honesty is so so key and when you're vulnerable with someone you can build a bond and your daughter if she's a teen particularly she's vulnerable even though she may put on this show and this face she is really Mm -hmm. light and wants that care and attention so i want to talk about those cookies on the bottom shelf Mm -hmm. this is what we need to do give our daughters focused attention. Yeah, Remember, focus precedes success. Now, that doesn't mean we bring in lights and camera and turn in to the FBI, the Fathering Bureau of Investigation. (laughs) I know there's something going on. I know you're doing this and that. No, no, no. Vulnerability means that you lead the way, but then you give attention in simple way, like make eye contact. That eye is so important. It opens up the mind and it gives that sense of care. Uh, remove distractions. Put your cell phone away. The smartphones aren't that smart. You're smarter than them. Put it away so you don't have those distractions. And and in this what I call listening skill of lean forward, nod your head, paraphrase stuff and do this. Ask questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, She knows you're the answer, man. The fathering sermon, uh, that'll evaporate like the morning dew. But the asking of questions opens up your mind and your heart in a deep way. And when you respond with warmth, even though there's something really shaky, then you have set the table for something really deep and good to happen.
1: Okay, I'm going to go back to what you said, Ken, because this is really powerful is all the things that he just listed are called active listening skills. Mm-hmm. So if you are going to lead your daughter to look deeper at things inside of her, how you have a body posture, where you look, how your face looks, you know, because oftentimes, oh, I don't know if you've ever great. had this where where your daughter's like, why are you mad, dad? And you're like. I'm not mad. I'm just thinking. And she's like, we have a mad look on your face. Yeah. So it's like he said, it's making eye contact. It might be smiling slightly without looking like you're laughing. Yes. But but thinking inside your head, you kind of have to coach yourself. I'm listening. I'm listening. Because she may say, I need you to listen with your eyes. Mm -hmm. We think listen with your ears, but she's like, I need your eyes to look at me because that is going to help your daughter open up because she knows you're listening to her. In fact, Ken, do you remember when you said, Michelle, I think you could have titled your book, Let's Talk and And Listen, listen. because the listening skills and the listening gifts that you give are as important as just her talking but when she can work things out and talk things out with you it does what I've often and always said about women we figure things out right by talking yes so sometimes you may think she just wants you know you like you said be the FBI or the answer man sometimes she doesn't actually need you to answer things no she needs you to hold the space so she can bounce things off of you and figure it out herself okay? <laughs>
2: And, you know, I'd say here, Michelle, this is a place I remember when Gwen was 18 years old. She came to me and she said, oh, my dad has read one of your books and he knows that active listening is a part of being a good dad. And I said, oh, really? And she says to me, he really doesn't listen to me. And I said, Gwen, how do you know that? Because I watch his eyes. Uh And I know when I'm trying to talk to him, he's thinking about his response before I've even told him the enormity of the problem. Mm -hmm. And so, Guys, remember, in some ways, your children are smarter than you. It doesn't mean they're more, you know, academically or mentally. They don't have the experience, but they know behavior. They know your eyes. They know your manners. And that is something very, very important. Mm -hmm,
1: That's so good. Okay. Before we talk about, we're going to do some ABCs of how you can look. Good. What I want to ask you, Ken, is what does a dad do that says, I actually don't want to know a lot of these answers. I don't want to open up conversations that are about sex and sexuality and sexual assault or cutting or vaping or, you know, anything in that deeper end of the pool. I can't handle knowing she's that depressed or that anxious or that conflicted over my remarriage. What does a dad do to prepare himself even to go into the deep end with his daughter?
2: Well, if that is isn't a lead-in to your book, I don't know what is. Because what you've done is collected the best conversations, uh, starters that dads can have with their daughters. And here is where these questions can open up ideas that you haven't even considered. Now, part of listening is gathering information. Remember, before you can solve a problem, you have to fully understand the complexity. And so this listening is key to understanding all the components. And many of the problems can be solved by your daughter herself as you just listen and attend to her. It's just your listening ear is probably the most potent and valuable asset to help her go deep. And these asking of questions will be difference makers.
1: Okay, so back to this idea of what do you do if it's too much take breaths oh yes, take a deep breath yes. in through your nose out through your mouth you might have to do it a little bit softly you know mm-hmm. so that she doesn't see you go <gasps> hyperventilating yes, with yes. what she says you
2: Yeah, you know,
1: it's praying ahead of time what yes. we call this is in in psychology terms is a window of tolerance that if your window of tolerance is a certain size and she's causing that to expand where it's past your your tolerability you you really will find that the more you do something you stretch that muscle so each time rather than saying i don't want to know it by just staying present and hearing what she says Picture yourself handing it off to Jesus, handing what's too much off to the Father, maybe doing kind of a visualizing if that doesn't work for you. Picture taking what she's telling you that's too much and putting it in some kind of a a container or a box or putting it in the river, like something where you visualize moving it elsewhere instead of storing it in your body while you breathe, while you pray, and know that in the process of doing this, you will expand your window of tolerance because I've had many dads in the ABBA project say to other dads and they're like, amen, brother, like going, I did not want to know that she was sexually active. I was actually telling myself she wasn't. I don't want to think of my little girl right. doing that. Yeah. But what they found is by hanging in there and having scripts. Yes, there are scripts on these topics. What you can do, Dad, is when it feels too much, you can look down at the book. Mm -hmm. It gives you a way to break the intensity of looking at her. You can look down at the book. You could even have a pen in hand and write what she says. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to give you some practical ideas to go with what Ken said about how important this is with some practical ways that you can expand your tolerance. So, Ken, how about we start with the ABCs now? I love because it. really okay. the the leading your daughter to look is going to be in some ways I would say self explanatory in the book, right? And would you actually just now give dads a list of some of the topics that are in this section so that they can kind of say, okay, that makes me either want to get the book so that I have what I need to lead my daughter into these kind of
2: conversation. Absolutely. This is really good. Uh, Daughter date, let's say number 25, questions to help her find her voice. Questions on standing up, standing strong and standing alone. There are questions about facing and conquering her fears, like anxiety and depression. Questions about substance abuse, drugs and alcohol, spirituality, boundaries with smartphone use on guys and dating. And these questions on sex, sexting, sexual harassment, assault, bullying, cyberbullying are just a, a few of the rich things resources. Yeah, and there's fearsome. even a few
1: few more complicated ones. Dads yeah. might go, "My goodness, this is the deep end." <laughs>
2: questions on pornography. Yeah questions on same-sex attraction, questions on eating disorders or disordered eating, and questions on cutting and the deep, dark one, suicidal thoughts. These Mm -hmm. questions are door openers.
1: And that really is the A, ask questions. So if you want to lead your daughter to look... You have to ask questions about what she's really facing. And Ken, that last one that you said about suicide, yes, that's in there. And even if your daughter hasn't contemplated suicide or attempted it, I can guarantee that she has a friend who has. Because a couple of years ago, I spoke at a Christian school and I did this exercise where in a class prior to to this meeting, I gave out questionnaires with about 15 items on it that said, Check the box if it fits you. And it was like, I cut, I drink, I smoke pot, I smoke cigarettes. Uh, I've contemplated suicide. I've attempted suicide. Um, My parents are divorced. I want to run away. I mean, some of those harder things to disclose. And in a small Christian school of a couple hundred kids. Yeah. Uh, Oh, let me say this. When they walked in chapel, they got someone else's card.
2: Oh, good. So they
1: didn't have to reveal their own story. It was anonymous. Yeah. So in the chapel, I said, okay, hold the card in front of you. Mm -hmm. If your card says, I've contemplated suicide, I want you to stand up. A number of kids stood up. Then it was, then I had them sit down. It's if you've attempted suicide, Yeah. 11 kids stood up in a school of a 200- Christian kids. Men, I'm telling you, this is a real issue. And I during COVID, I right. I have talked to teenage girls, mm-hmm. even a 20-year-old a couple of weeks ago who her first year of college got derailed back home, did online school locally, couldn't go back to have a college life. Yeah. She said, Most of my friends are saying, What's the point? Mm-hmm. What's the point? Wow. And I said, Do you mean suicidal? She said, Yes. Wow. So dad. Some of this might seem like oh I don't think my daughter deals with this. It may be because you haven't asked questions. So that is the first A is by asking questions you give your daughter permission then to respond and gives her an opportunity to wonder. Mm-hmm. You know to examine, to doubt, to question, to inquire to investigate things, to challenge things, and to push herself maybe even beyond her own limits Mm -hmm. of self-evaluation because the question is asking her something she maybe has never even considered Mm -hmm. asking.
2: Yeah. Okay. So this also takes the onus off of you. What Michelle has done is put these questions together so they will prepare you to open this up. And so as you ask these questions, get ready. That's the A, the B. What's the second part of B? Because you talked about breathing and yes. resting and yes. just, you know, making sure your heart
1: rate is A-OK. <laughs> yeah, right. So B is breathe. Yes. Because really through this process of yes. going, you know, I'm holding my breath going, please don't say anymore. Please don't say anymore. So yes, it's coaching yourself to breathe. And the other B is bless. Bless. Now, Ken. We've talked a bit about what that actually means, because sometimes it sounds like an old-fashioned word. Yeah. You talked before about blessing your daughters. I love that you talked about that on our last show about... I see in you and speaking mm-hmm. words of life. Specifics. But I want you to unpack that idea of bless a little bit more.
2: Okay, bless has rich history. Uh I mean ancient history, but we need to refreshen it and sharpen it because this blessing is something that you as dads can give in a way that no one else can. You can bless her for her character. And the things that you know that she exhibits, you pull those out of her and then say, I am so blessed to be your dad and I see you uh, doing this and that. You can bless her prophetically. Now, this isn't getting weird. You don't have to dress up like a prophet and throw yourself (laughs) on the ground, but you see things that vocational counselors don't. You see habits of organization, behavior, sharpness, uh, the ability to comprehend and move expeditiously on a project, even perhaps faster than you. You can bless prophetically by pointing her in a direction where she is going to get, you know, fulfillment as
1: a woman and as your daughter. And again, those words will replay in her mind over and over the words you speak to her. In fact, Ken, I was just thinking, we didn't even talk about this, but last night we had dinner with some friends and they have a teenage grandson living with them. Yes, yes, yes. And you made up a form that you handed out Mm -hmm. with a big word in the middle. What was it?
2: Appreciation.
1: Appreciation, which isn't a word that we often use. No. I appreciate you. Well, it's not even in the Bible. Kind of like, yeah, Yeah. but even the word blessed, we think, okay, these might sound like concepts that we don't or words use in everyday life. Right, right. But let's tell them what happened around the table.
2: Okay, so we were there and I had this collage of what does appreciation mean? Giving thanks, gratitude and so forth. And then my beautiful wife said, Hey, we're gonna go around and tell each other what we appreciate about them, and then this teenager was kind of yeah. like, "Uh oh, you're kidding, you're getting in <laughs> And my he's a guy. Let's add that yeah. Out of there. Yeah. And what was good is it brought in a warm, caring way around the dinner table. Words that even brought tears to your eyes, Michelle. Yeah, yeah. as you heard things that should be said often. Yes, guys, we know about being, you know, uh, helpful and correcting because part of our role as a dad is to correct and give boundaries, but for correction, you need at least. Five words of appreciation. It's called a a love blessing. Absolutely. You want more deposits than withdrawals. Exactly. And correction is good. It's needed, not to take away, but we also need that blessing. So, what we are asking is for you to dig deep. And this is tough because you may not have experienced that as a son. And your Taking steps of faith and operationalizing it in your family and saying, I appreciate you, Sarah. I appreciate you, Sherry. I appreciate you, Michelle, Debbie, whatever the name is. And particularly the mother of those children sets you apart. And it's a characteristic of healthy families.
1: Yes, I love that because it was so fun last night to even see and hear what happened around the table. We saw and felt a bonding. Everyone began to smile. Things people hadn't said before. It was really, really powerful and beautiful. And that is a great segue into the sea.
2: Okay, this is real important. Okay. We've saved
1: the best to last. Be curious, not critical. Oh, come on. Curious, not critical. So it's ask questions, breathe and bless curious, not critical. I love the way my my friend Steve has said kind of what he told himself while his daughter was in high school. She's now in college. Do I want to win the argument or do I want to win her heart? And sometimes dads, you think like Ken just said that you're correcting, but she hears it as criticism. I do everything wrong. I can't please my dad. All I do is hear what I'm doing wrong. But go back to what Ken said, five to one, then she needs more positives. In fact, a practical question you might want to ask your daughter is Am I doing anything that shuts you down and makes you not want to open up with me yeah. or feel safe around me? Either way.
2: And then you've got a brilliant way to say uh, something in a curious way, mm-hmm. how you reframe it.
1: Yeah, put but, two words in front of the question. Come on. I'm wondering. That's all you have to do. I've had dads in the ABBA project, Ken, for years say, yeah. this is their favorite tool I've ever given them for their fathering toolbox. Okay, box. best
2: and last, listen. Is,
1: is my friend Andy, he would go home to Megan, a senior in high school and go, why didn't you go to school today? He said she was skipping all the time. And he mm-hmm. goes, either the pricklies would come out or the wall would go up, you know? And he would say, well, there you go. So mm-hmm. he comes to the ABBA project and go, what do, what do I do? She won't talk to me. She yes. gets mad at me. She bites my head off. I said, Ask the same question and put the two words I'm wondering in front of it. So he goes, what do I have to lose? Goes home. Hey, Megan, I'm wondering why didn't you go to school today? And she goes, oh, we had an early release and we, he was like, what just happened? Right. Guess what I told him? What? Your tone changed. I know it did. She heard that as a curiosity inquiry Mm -hmm. rather than a kind of a cloaked, Criticism, right? And so, Dad, that might be a practical way today that you can take this and run with it. Right. Put the words "I am wondering" in front of questions. I'm wondering why you didn't have time to clean your room. It's going to come up out different than why didn't you clean your room?
2: Yeah, and I'm wondering what happened at school today. Yes, Dad's. This is your CQ, your curiosity quotient. <laughs> okay. We got to build that. Yes. And when we have that, it's like. We are doing the inspection, mm-hmm. in, not in a scrutinizing way, but just in a curious way, because you're seeing the plan of God unfold in your home. Yes, as you see these young women or mature women just grow and and yeah. apply yeah. what God is doing in their life.
1: Yeah. So we go back to the ABCs of leading your daughter what to are work. Those? A, ask questions. B, because like you just said, Ken, if you ask a question before the C. About, about corrective or mm-hmm. critical words, you're going to hear more of the story of why she's in a funk, right. why she's angry, why she didn't get that chore done mm-hmm. on time. Ask questions first, then be.
2: Bless and breathe. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> Not, Take yeah. it slow. Take a p- There's deep breath. nothing your daughter has done that separate would separate her from the love of her heavenly father or her earthly father. Mm-hmm. So breathing and knowing that he's got you covered yeah. and then effusively, regularly bless and affirm.
1: Yes. If you can do it every day, I call it watering the soil of her heart. If you want to see her grow, pour words of life into her that way. And see, curious, not critical. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Ken, we could keep talking, but- They'll have to tune in next time, won't they? We will keep this conversation going. I'd love to even have you back for the next one. Lead her to lament, which you have said is probably the most important section of the whole book, because if you can't clean out the wounds now, they're going to fester. So we invite you back. It's been great to be with you all here today. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield, the Dad Whisperer, signing off and encouraging today, Dad, that you make this a day where you intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's hearts. Go, Dad.
0: Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Dad Whisperer podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. To find out how you can invite Dr. Michelle for your next event, go to drmichellewatson.com and click on the speaking tab. That's drmichellewatson.com. Dr. Michelle loves bringing practical insights she gleaned over the past few decades to audiences of teenagers, young adults, men's groups, or women's forums. Once again, go to DrMichelleWatson.com, that's DrMichelleWatson.com, for more information on the books, resources, and blogs that she has available. Remember, you can listen to the Dad Whisperer podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And we'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you again on the next edition of the Dad Whisperer podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield.